On today's episode of Talking Pictures, Tom Cruise is the man, Black Panther is going to win an Oscar, and The Sandlot is somehow getting a prequel. Let's get rocking! Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny, what's up? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. I award you no point. Wow. 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 And may God have mercy on your soul. Hi, hi, hiya, and welcome to Talking Pictures. It is Monday, August 13th. We were out of town last week, but we are back. We are getting Doug back. I am Henry O'Shea, joined as always by the big man, Jack O'Shea. What's up, my guy? <laughs> See, we've missed we're, I'm, I'm, you, well, I'm we're a little to off. Being, You're the I'm second. usually after. Yeah. New. <laughs> so. I should have pointed you or something. Yeah. Uh, we're missing Neuheiser for the first half of the pod, um, but he's going to swap with Jack for the second half, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the Meg, and we're going to do we're going to get our draft on in the second half. It's going to be good. I'm bummed I'm not seeing the Meg because the Meg is like literally my Jaws is my favorite movie. I think it's your favorite movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Just about. And this is the first shark movie coming out where it's like this could it's not going to be as good, but I love. I love that shit. I use the expression on steroids a lot. Yeah. Um, and this is literally Jaws on steroids. Yeah. Very, very literal. So we're, I'm pumped about that. And uh, we're kind of recording it in, in pieces for the first time. So You want a good example of the on steroids thing? It's like a lot of people are like, wow, Dwayne Johnson, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I say he's like The Rock, but on steroids. Yes. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. That's very well said. Uh, we got a buttload to talk about, uh, but starting with a little celebration, actually. We just hit 20,000 followers on Instagram. Yes, sir, we did. So cue the balloons, cue the greebies. We can't really go out in public now, which is a bummer. But besides that... It's tough because we know the paparazzi are like hiding exactly, in the bushes. And, exactly. You know, we don't necessarily see them, but they get their shot. Yeah, you know they, I mean? they love coming to Culver City. But uh, seriously, thank you to everyone following us. So dope. We really, really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Pr- pretty awesome. Now we just got to get to 20.1 because yeah. 20K looks kind of fake. I agree. Where it's like, oh, there's twenty thousand oh, dollars on okay. the fucking dot. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're being honest, probably fifteen, sixteen thousand are Russians. So yeah, if we were, we, once we get to twenty thousand Americans, that'd be pretty sweet. Hank, that's one thing we learned, which you know, blew my mind. Yeah, is that everybody on Facebook? I thought. I thought everybody on Facebook was like my friends and my family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. No. Turns out I'm the only American on Facebook. Yeah. Everybody else is Russian. They're all Russians. Yeah. They're all pretending. Or maybe we're just huge in Russia. You never know. What was weird is because he, I should have noticed it because every time someone was, they never said like, hey, bro. They always said like, hey, comrade. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That was the first sign. That's Svetlana. And then we followed mm. the, uh, the, the trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 20K. Pretty sweet. Anyways, though, let's get started with some quick takes, some games. First off, big winner, pathetic loser. You want to start? Uh, when you start, winner. Okay, so my big winner is Larry the Cable Guy. Ah. Walmart just announced that they're going to be launching a streaming service like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, if you will, for aimed at middle America. That's insane to me. Yeah. Walmart. I know like Disney's doing their own streaming yeah. thing and it's like, you know, maybe Warner brothers or something. Walmart, Walmart, <laughs> you sell groceries. They sell, they sell, well, no, they sell everything. way more than that, but still they're Amazon, but like an actual, they're Amazon for people who don't really know how to use the internet. <laughs> Middle America. I'm yeah. sorry if a bunch of our listeners and uh, followers are Middle America people, but we love you. Anyway, uh, I think they realized, like, you know what? People really aren't buying those, like, you know, 5 for $5 DVDs anymore. No, they're not. So, time to start getting with the times and put it on the old interweb. If those if those $5 DVDs went down mm-hmm. to, like, $1.99, even, I, like, $2.50, I'd, I'd absolutely I'd fill my whole cart up. But the yeah. 5 bucks, I'm like, come on. Sometimes I have, like, a little change burning a hole in my pocket and yeah. I'll walk behind and be like I can get 100 movies right now yeah but, but anyway uh this is why Larry the Cable Guy is gonna win because he fucking owns he that market him Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> yes. the uh the fat guy with the cigar what happened to Foxworthy Foxworthy I loved how he what that happened fifth to Foxworthy he's swimming in a pool of money right yeah, now seriously he, again what happened to him he hasn't left middle America they <laughs> run that town are you smarter than a fifth grader it was the most genius show ever because there is no way we just watch all the time. Mm-hmm. Those questions were not for fifth graders. They weren't. And I the did, kids in the the kids on the stage, they were given the answers. I don't care what you say. I didn't know shit. I didn't know grade. anything. No, I 
was so stupid. But then you'd watch it as like a 20-year-old, and then you're you're just flunking, yeah. apparently, fifth grade. I think I'd do pretty good if I went back to fifth grade. Sorry, I don't know the capital of Azerbaijan. Yeah. And why does that kid know? Why yeah. does Derek know? They're also happy, too. There's yeah. no way they're that happy. The kids are way too joyful. Uh, my winner of the week is John Travolta. Ooh. So John Travolta is in a new movie. It's not out yet, but they released... Like a dozen different movie posters, mm-hmm. and our boy Johnny just looks so gosh darn sexy. He, there's about, so the movie's called Speed Kills VR. So it's gonna be a movie in virtual reality somehow. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> so it's like 360? I, yeah. Because if so, yeah. I'm but, not surprised John Travolta is at the forefront of revolutionary technology. Well, you know, there's one thing you want to do when you go to movie theater, Jack, and that's Mm -hmm. constantly be turning your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Constantly be looking up and down. (laughs) This could be the funniest thing if this VR thing takes off. Which honestly, like, it's not like saying like if this internet, which is, we don't know if VR is really yeah, going to take know. off because we don't. This is why it could not. <laughs> if they shoot something in 360, you just miss half the movie. And there's a <laughs> pigeon going by in the shot, and I like look to look you at the pigeon, it? and you're literally like, you see that? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, see what? I was looking not. I was looking at the screen. Yeah, I think if they're going to do that, if that's going to be in the theater, then mm-hmm. we got to at least have it. You can talk to someone next to you because you're going to miss their thing yeah. or two. I remember a message board, maybe. Yes, exactly. I remember seeing The Dark Knight in IMAX, and I remember missing half the movie. Luckily, it was the second time I saw it. But I remember being like, you're looking top right, and then something's happening bottom left. But anyways, this new movie, Speed Kills VR, uh, it's John Travolta. I don't know if they're trying to make fun of themselves or not. They released Mm -hmm. about a dozen different movie posters. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of movie posters. I love it. I think it could make or break the movie. Mm -hmm. We all remember, again, Dark Knight. That first poster where it's like the Joker and he's got the, this big smile thing in the blood. And I, I like, didn't even see it for the, the fuck? until like after the movie. I was like, oh, wait, now I get it. Yeah, holy shit. But so they released like literally a dozen Speed Kills movie posters. Each one, Tom Cruise has a completely different haircut and hairline. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means he's some sort of detective or if they just, John Travolta's hairline has moved so many times we may never find it. We don't know where it is. Maybe it's kind of like Fletch where he wears many disguises. Yes, that, I think that could be it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. John Travolta, he doesn't exactly blend in. I don't know if he's. Did the, he ever do another musical, by Asian. the way, after Grease? Because we listen to You're the One That I Want all the time. Is that his, his voice? His voice is legitimately. It's incredible electric it's incredible so yeah. if that is his real voice i assume yeah. it is because it kind of sounds travolta yeah i don't know if he was singing in saturday night fever i've never seen that one we mm-hmm. got to go give that a watch i think he was just dancing but uh you got to go check out josh travolta's the, these new posters for speed kills he looks absolutely hilarious very sexy check him out they're pretty hilarious uh wait so larry the cable guy john travolta you're a big winner winners winners boom um yeah my loser us we're losers. Not this is us. The uh, we are. Oh, losers. gotcha, gotcha, me and you. Um, because Robert Redford is retiring from acting. Bobby Redford. Bobby Red. <laughs> oh Bob- no! Bob- <laughs> uh, you might know him from The Natural, or more recently from I think he was in Captain America. He gives Brad Pitt a run for the money as best looking men that have ever walked on the stage of Hollywood. It's really, I think those are the two. Like I guarantee you there was the thing, I think with Ocean's Eleven coming out where they're like George Clooney and Brad Pitt are the new Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Oh, definitely. And it's the best comparison ever. hundred percent. For people who don't really know, which I think most people do know Robert Redford, he is legitimately the best looking person of all time. Yes. He is somehow ruggedly handsome, yet boyish charm. He's got it all. He played Gatsby in the original Gatsby. And it's like, yeah, that's Gatsby. Exactly. That's him. That's literally him. Yeah. He made Leonardo DiCaprio look yes, like exactly. the fucking motel owner whose wife cheats on him <laughs> in Catsby, okay? And he's retiring from acting. I always thought he was so much older than he was because all of his movies that we would watch were like The Sting. Yeah. And, well, uh, Sundance, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, you watch it, you're like, holy shit, this is, it looks like it was made in the 40s. Like, because it's, because it's, really it's like old. a period piece. Yeah. And it was also shot in like the 60s, I think. So it looks super old. So I thought he died like 20 years ago. You know who's also a loser is all of these movies like Las Vegas and Book Club and stuff because yeah. they love throwing Bobby Redford in there. Barely, though. They like they're, no, he's Robert in that... De Niro and Michael Douglas. That's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, their yeah. Well, yeah. I guess he's older than Morgan them. Freeman is literally building his 18th house based on <laughs> these retirement-themed movies. <laughs> uh, my loser of the week is Tom Cruise. He's going to actually come up again in the uh, in the pod in a mm-hmm. second, right after this. But Tom Cruise is a loser because uh, Judd Apatow was mm-hmm. on The Late Late Show this mm-hmm. week and told a story about Seth Rogen telling Tom Cruise what internet porn was. And Tom Cruise was like, what? So in 2006, 
There was some type of meeting. They were filming Knocked Up, and Seth Rogen started talking about porn. And Tom Cruise apparently said, like, what? Wait, you're saying there's, like, porn, like adult films on the internet? And Seth Rogen was like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. check him out. Dude, Google Tom Cruise <laughs> porn. You'll see some hits. So, loser, this isn't even anything against Tom Cruise. I just feel bad for you. Tommy, get on the web. Start browsing. Turn that safety thing off or whatever. The private browsing and, How- and have a day. He must just be getting laid so often so it's either, that there's yeah. no point. Yeah, so it's either he's got getting laid so often it's like, well, he doesn't need anything else. Yeah. Or it's, you know, Scientology. I can see that being the axe. They throw mm-hmm. those internet, the, the restrictions. Yeah. It's like once you enter their Scientology grounds, you can only go on Scientology and maybe Yahoo you or would, Yelp. I, I call it similar to, yeah, probably Scientology is a huge part of it. But right. I think it's similar to like the son of a dairy farmer. Mm-hmm is unaware that you can, you know, get like 2% milk. Yes. Because it's like, why would I ever go for that when yeah. I have this? And at del- first it almost doesn't make sense. Delicious free range yeah. milk a teat away. <laughs> it just, uh, why would it, I? Why would I know? I don't know. But um, uh, if it's a part of Scientology, that's Scientology, you got to change your, your, what's their selling. Point? Yeah. How do you, how do you get people to join? If you know, there's no porn, there's no drugs. I mean, if you can't do cocaine and watch porn. Yeah. What do you, what do you do on Tuesdays? Why are, yeah, what, <laughs> you what, what do we do on Wednesdays? <laughs> yeah, or Thursdays or, or Fridays? Or, or Saturdays for that matter. <laughs> There's a lot of days. Yeah. I gotta gotta fill it up with something else. But uh Tom Cruise and uh Us. us. Tom Cruise <laughs> Tom Cruise and us. You are one pathetic loser. Uh moving on. We got a hero of the week. Ooh, hero of the week. First time in a long time. Hero of the week. Guess who our hero is? That's right. Our loser, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Henry, you're saying he's both the hero and the loser of the week? I know. It sounds ridiculous. I can hardly believe it. Tell me why it's the hero. But he is. So this thing came out, uh, just an article on Vulture. Check it out. Very intense website name. I always thought Vulture. But yeah. uh, Right? A little, a little yeah. But uh, with Mission Impossible coming out, uh, all of these people from friends to other actors, directors and stuff, mm-hmm. shared some nice stories about Tom Cruise. And it turns out he, Tom Cruise is like the greatest guy ever. He's kind of a superhero. And he's also a hero like all the time. Mm-hmm. So I got two quick hero stories for you. Okay, and then I'm just going to kind of run down the list. Let's just cue the music. Yeah, let's cue the music. Mm-hmm. Bingo. First, he once rescued a family from their burning sailboat. He was on vacation with Nicole Kidman. And he was on a yacht and they saw a sailboat go up in flames. He sent their, like, skiff, like, their little boat to them. Family, like, mom, dad, kids. Crew members get on, like, save them, bring them to their yacht. That's one. And they're literally, like, mavericks here. He helped rescue a hit-and-run victim, and then he paid for her medical bill. He was driving in L.A., saw this woman, like, she got in a big car accident, or she got hit by a car. She wasn't even in the car. Hit by a car. He sees her, calls for help. Goes to the hospital with her, pays her medical bills. Wow. Tommy Cruz. Um, Tommy fucking Cruz. This is incredible. I read one with Bill Hader, too. He, yes. he Bill Hader one? So Bill Hader won, what was it, during that bombing? They're, they're, no, so, yeah, so they're shooting uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Les Grossman, Bill Hader's like his assistant. And Tom Cruise, uh, or basically there's like a bombing or a bomb threat in Times Square where yeah. Bill Hader's wife and like their new son were currently at. Bill Hader's super, super just like broken up, but he has two more days of shooting. He's like, damn, I don't like I can't get back for like two days. Tom Cruise says, nah. He apparently, it took one second. Tom Cruise goes, nah, we're going to get you back tonight. Took over directing. There we go. And was like, I'm doing all Bill Hader stuff. We're doing uh, all of his scenes right now. The rest we're just going to do close-ups. Tommy Boy. Bill Hader landed in New York 8 a.m. the next morning. So that's why Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. You're the hero of the week. I can be your hero, baby. go baby good to be tom loser and hero fantastic moving on next segment we got we got a lot of segments today yeah Heavy segment day no news today just segments well it's all news broken up into segments exactly uh love wins sometimes love loses sometimes mm-hmm. we got a love winner we got a love loser we all know that yeah love lost this week Aww. one of my actually favorite celebrity couples hayden panettieri the cheerleader who he saved to save the world uh, who, some people don't know this, has been married to heavyweight champion boxer Vladimir, Vladimir Klitschko. Vladimir Klitschko. For the past almost decade, mm-hmm. are getting divorced. 
Big no. time bummer. Big time bummer. Uh, you might think that opposites attract, which I did because she is five feet tall and he is six foot six. Yeah. Uh, he's also he's the level of Russian where he spells Vladimir with a W. Yeah. You know, that's a certain <laughs> level of. Wow, you're really you, rushing. You're like, you spell it with a W, and he's like, what's a V? Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. even know what the letter is. He's never heard of it. But uh, they're getting divorced. Apparently, opposites do not attract. Uh, attract. That was a bummer for me. I always loved. There was pictures of them, and it's like, there's no way that's real. Are you it's, kidding me? I remember pictures of them, too, because <laughs> you see this guy with like a heavyweight title thing. They're like, yeah. that's, that's Denzel Washington's daughter in Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not his daughter in that movie, but basically he's sort of the stepdad he's the second father to her uh but do not worry do not fret love also wins yay tell me how love wins celine dion canadians canadian fa- singer. favorite daughter exactly <laughs> the 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 beautiful voice behind the titanic mm-hmm. uh is currently dating or now dating our guy russell crowe your boy australia's favorite son how about that Australia and Canada, very a similar, match made yeah. in heaven. Very similar countries. I'd yeah, say. very, very similar. Never been to either. actually. No, we went to Canada one time. Beautiful. Yeah, a lot of we Lovely. were in the Niagara Falls area. A lot of haunted houses. Yes, so too many haunted <laughs> yeah, houses. I like, to what kind of market is this? <laughs> yeah, apparently, there's something there. <laughs> there are like for haunted six houses. wax museums. But uh, Celine Dion, your heart will go on. Good for you. <laughs> wow, that was a good one, right? That's a good one. That was a nice Closing one. Line. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good. About and of it. course. Uh, <laughs> Prisoner row six two one. I can't. I have another one. You think, uh, you think he? You think she sings a song and then he comes in with Prisoner four two six zero one. So he he sang that one and then he sang. He did one more day. He had a couple lame miss songs and before he kills himself in the movie. But he was by far the worst voice. And I just love that they let him go for it. And he went for it. Yeah, he went for it. Good for you. It's do like you, Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia. Do you go for it. Do you think she's ever in the bedroom uh-huh. saying my heart will go on to him? Because if I, I was him, gotta, that's right? kind of all I would ask for. But like, can you just? Yeah, I've never, I've never dated or, or been affiliated with with a woman who is a illustrious singer in career or has one. Yeah, that would be great to just you know you walk in, she's in the shower mm-hmm. singing her hits. Yeah, just going down the Billboard. God, it'd be so cool. All to of them. Date Michelle Branch. Yeah, Celine's great. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Celine. Good for you, Russell. Uh, next segment, new segment actually. Mm. Uh, little playing uh, devil's advocate. Give it to me. This one's gonna be fun. We uh, so there's a new category. In mm-hmm. the Oscars, they announced this week, the Oscars are going to have a new award called Achievement in Popular Film. Hmm. So, a lot of uproar over this because that's not really what the Oscars are about. It seems like it's just a, an excuse to get Black Panther. That's what award. it seems, and that's what everyone's saying. Everyone's like, because we talked about it a couple weeks ago, people were like, Black Panther should be up for Best Picture. And we were like, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was good. Was it better than Iron Man, the first one? You know, what, like, there's was a couple it, of these yeah, I'll movies. tell you what, it wasn't better than Thor Ragnarok. Right? Like, there's just a couple. It was good. It's not the best picture of the year. Yeah. And not that whatever, you know, I didn't even see Shape of Water, and like, I haven't seen a lot of these, but there's a certain level yeah. of artistry you know and i don't think that it's popular movies can't win i mean didn't the departed win like if you're of a, yeah. the, the whole oscars thing is like the best movie and it could be like it's done in that way henry shakespeare in love beat saving private ryan yeah, that's kind of crazy everyone loves no, that you're right, movie though. more than I'm <laughs> you're joking nobody fucking likes that movie. no but people but i, I that could <laughs> kind of fit in where it's like that was kind of i don't know yeah chick flicky but uh yes yeah, so they got the new category uh, I think that it's worded very purposely vague. Yeah. Achievement in popular film. Call it best popular movie. Everything else is best, right? I mean, this achievement. For, come on. This for sure comes from stems from the people at the Oscars are being way too sensitive about online comments. Yes, they're reading the Twitter sphere. The, amount, the article I read, yeah. all they did was quote Twitter. They're you not know people on Twitter. Do you, there's who are you choosing to quote? And people on Twitter like. Most of them don't have something to say. So no. they're like, I'm just going to say something crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the past, like, four years, no matter what the Oscars have done, they've just been, like, absolutely beat the fuck up by Twitter. Yeah. So basically, I think what this award is, this is the Oscar winner for wh- whatever Twitter is really upset about. And I think they'll just give that, like, again, the achievement in popular film. It's such a vague thing. Like, what movies apply? Do mm-hmm. certain movies not? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like... Again, Departed or Dark Knight, movies that were up for Best Picture. Like, this, does that not count? This is like if you have like – if each Oscar category is a really fine dining, high class person who's going to this dinner and then one of them brings their date, which is like an MTV movie award, 
just like yeah yeah you're right just like punk rock chick with a green striper hair it's <laughs> yeah. like fuck you i smoke cigarettes <laughs> that is what this category is yeah and a lot of people are upset about it but some mm-hmm. people are happy about it it's kind of fitty fitty yeah uh some the a big critic mm-hmm. who i i love that he's a big critic rob Lowe, mm-hmm. said you know the movie cinema uh movie business has been dying for a while and it is now officially Dead, R.I.P. Yeah. Robbie Lowe. I love that. Okay. I love that aggressive take. Yeah. Was that a tweet take? That was a tweet take. Of course it was. Yeah, people people get confident behind their keyboard. Uh, and as a big advocate of it, though, no surprise to me, our boy Mark Wahlberg. Mocky Mock. He loves it. He says, you know, if they had the, had the award for, you know, the past 10 years, he might have won a couple. I love that. I love it a ton. The, so, what, what a selfish outlook. <laughs> so, so I was thinking we could do a little role play here. Yeah. So this is a, actually a segment that we've been talking about having for a while, which mm-hmm. is we have noticed that for the most part, you know, especially you and I, but also definitely new because he's, you know, we are always together constantly. We're very similar people. We pretty much have the same opinions about everything. Yes. Pretty much everything. Nah, so, nah, not exactly. Not but exactly, but pretty close yeah. to the bigger stuff. Similar minded. So in order to get a little bit more debate, we don't want to become ESPN first take. No, no, no. We don't want to become Skip and uh, Shannon, where it's like we're just going to pick a side and fight. Yeah. But every now and then we'll have sort of a dev- devil's advocate segment where one of us is just going to take yep. the the side we don't want to take. Uh, so I think this is our first crack at it, right? Yeah, there we go. So uh, you want to be Rob Lowe or Mark Wahlberg? So I'll be Rob Lowe. I'll be Mark and I Wahlberg. think maybe going forward we should always do it as Rob Lowe and Mark Wahlberg. They're pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the impressions go. Yeah, I'm excited. I got to say Transformers. That's my <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> a Transformer. No way, it's a Transformer. Oh, you want to start? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob Lowe, why don't you like this new award? <laughs> it doesn't really work. <laughs> no, I'll, be, I'll be a little crushed. Hey, Mark. Literally, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. To the Oscars. And I'll tell you why. Because when it comes to movies, it's very important that we have a certain level of class. Don't get me wrong. I love The Avengers of War. I love it. Fantastic movie. But there's a reason why it's not nominated for the Oscars. Rob, I think you're all wrong here. You haven't seen my movie, Transformers. <laughs> Had they come out with this award, it would have been a shoo-in. What about Daddy's Home? All of my movies. I mean, remember, remember that movie about the Boston Marathon? Or that movie about the oil rig? Or that pain and gain? All these movies, Mark. I could have won. First off, Mark, I saw Daddy's Home. In a word, excellent. It's fantastic. One of my favorite movies of the year. Is it Oscar-worthy? No, certainly not. But still, fantastic picture. My point is, how will a movie like The Shape of Water possibly compete if we're adding Transformers Dark Side of the Moon to it? Uh, Rob, did you see Shape of Water? It's absolute a knuckle sandwich. Okay, I want to give you a knuckle sandwich. I got nothing. I can't. I can't do it. That's yeah. our first one. We're gonna be doing more of those though. Yeah, I like this stuff live. Yeah, I kind of usually what we would do is not have the impressions. But no. I think we keep the impressions. The tough part was thinking like, okay, what do I say in his voice? Yeah. I think what we do going forward is type out a little thing, write out the whole thing. Yeah. Like a speech of it, uh-huh. and then I agree. And I that agree. way we just read it in their voice, so we can kind of practice it. Yeah. Because honestly. It is not too hard to be Rob Lowe. And I'll be, I'll be able to perfect Rob Lowe. We'll come back. We'll nail it. We'll yeah. absolutely nail it. We'll absolutely crush it. But anyways, that's, that's a pretty big deal. This mm-hmm. is – I can't remember the Oscars ever adding an award. And it's funny because, like, it, it's, a, it's a big deal and then it's not a big deal. And we're like – I mean, not a lot of people watch the Oscars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's a big deal who wins. Yeah. It's funny that way. Like, they're, like they also announced it's gonna, they're going to shorten it to three hours. Which I was like, how long was it before? It was over three hours? What the fuck? No, it's, but, no, it's like two to three hours. I know because I always bet the over. Yeah, but they said they're going to shorten it to three. So weird. Yeah. But uh, they're going to shorten it to three. And it's like no one really watches it. But whoever wins, that's a big deal. You know? It's like it's a weird balance. Like like 50 million people watch it though. Not that really? many people. But I mean because it's supposed to be like the Super Bowl. Yeah. I guess it's just ratings have been down, I guess. Yeah. I just feel like people are always ragging that no, no one's watching it. They're literally – I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Manfred was – had his hand in this because they're it's very similar to what they're trying to do to baseball. I was going to say, it's commissioner of baseball for yeah. people who don't know, Rob they're, Manford. They're trying to shorten it uh-huh. a ton, being like people are leaving, and they're also just trying to like spruce it up, make it more fun. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, we need to get the younger audience and stuff. Well, you want to get the younger audience, stop nominating the fucking Shape of Water. Yeah. I get it. 
That's the thing. The, the, yeah. the, the way to fix this wasn't to make a new category called Achievement in Popular Film. It was just don't nominate the boring, serious mm-hmm. movies that everyone acts like should be nominated for Best Picture because they're boring and serious. Because if you like it, you seem cool. The freaking artist one. A black and white movie with no sound. I don't. I know. I haven't seen it, so maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But I'm not wrong. I know I'm not. Look, the fucking that like, wasn't the best movie of the year. Picasso's considered the best painter in the world. Have yeah. you seen his stuff? It's dog. It shit. Makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes no fucking sense. It's all over the place. Meanwhile, Norman Rockwell. Oh, fantastic! Absolutely delightful. Looks like a photograph. He gets complete. He makes the best coffee table books. People spit on his face. Yeah, it's they ridiculous. spit on him. Like, Norman Rockwell, <laughs> gross. He gets no respect. Uh, but yeah. There we go. Oscars moving on. Got another segment. Uh, mm-hmm. In a world. We did Ooh. this uh, a little while ago with, what do we do it Top with? Gun. We've done it with a couple, I think. Top Gun was the first one, though. Mm-hmm. So today we are doing it for The Sandlot. Uh, they announced that The Sandlot is having a, it's going to have a prequel that mm-hmm. is actually in the works right now. We heard that and thought, how on earth could you make a prequel mm-hmm. for that movie? Mm-hmm. They're kids, one, so you can't really go back with mm-hmm. those kids. Yeah. It's all about the new kids showing up and how they all, you know. I assume if we're going to have a reoccurring character, it's going to be the dog? Yeah. What do you think this movie's going to be about? In a world where we have a Sandlot prequel, because we've made the second and third one, mm-hmm. what's the prequel? Okay, so I'll go first. I'm going to go. In a world where the Korean War <laughs> no. is raging. What year was the first? What year was the original Sandlot? What, like in, like in time? N- like 1965. Okay. Ten years earlier, <laughs> we like Ike. He's in the White House. Hey, pass me the ball. America's pastime is stronger than ever, and so is this friendly neighborhood dog. Oh. What happens when a whole neighborhood of children is playing baseball, and all of a sudden this dog bites one of them <laughs> and tears an artery <laughs> killing the kid. Blood everywhere. It's going to be a very graphic prequel. You need to listen. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. <laughs> you guys don't understand. He had a salami in his pocket and he was artery. What are the odds? <laughs> will this dog get a stay of execution? <laughs> or will James Earl Jones have to say goodbye <laughs> to his beloved pet dog? <laughs> his beloved pooch. Uh, starring from the original... James Earl Jones, <laughs> even though this character is supposed to be 10 years younger and he is currently 30 years older, James Earl Jones, also starring... Who's the guy from Rescue Me? Oh, Dennis Leary, <laughs> playing his character's father? <laughs> a Korean War veteran who's a no-nonsense at home guy. Maybe it's about Dennis Leary's character. So I think what it's going to be about mm-hmm. in a world where we're making the Sandler prequel, I think it's going to be, I like where you're with the dog. I think mm-hmm. the, I think Hercules needs to be in it. I think it's going to be, ba- back in the day, mm-hmm. everyone loved Hercules. He was basically yeah. what he was at the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. But something happens and they have to blame it on the dog. Ooh, I like that. You know what I mean? So somehow something happens, and James Earl Jones is like, well, I'll say it was my dog, and we'll make an <laughs> urban legend about it. And from now George? on, yeah. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, and we'll create this fable story that no one will climb my fence to steal my baseball. Yeah. So that's really why he's doing it. He wants yeah. to keep the baseball. He created the story. Yes, to save one of the kids. Yes. Who, I don't know what you could blame on a dog, <laughs> but maybe, maybe a break-in or something. Maybe this explains when he went blind. Okay. No, he says it in the first one. He got hit by a pitch. Hit by a pitch. <laughs> George <laughs> knew him well. Maybe that's what the movie about. It would be. <laughs> it's just a James Earl Jones, Babe Ruth biopic. I bet it's gonna be the same movie as the first one. But uh, I like. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Li- I like this a lot. But we can both agree that the dog is. Uh, the dog has to be in it. Without uh, the dog, what do you do? What's the prequel? Right. Who? If it's like, what is the prequel? A year before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, the kid comes. <laughs> it's just them playing baseball. Just playing baseball and not learning Ooh. any life lessons. And maybe, that one kid leaves. Maybe it's about like civil rights because they, they were friends with that black kid and this was right around the civil <laughs> rights movement. So maybe it's about like, is he allowed to play? And then it's like, well, he's got the best heater in the league. Which one was the kid that got really into the 60s? And we never saw him again? Yeah, I love that line. Uh, wow. Am I about to bust this out? Bertro. Bertram. Bertram. Grover Weeks? Something like that. He got really into the 60s. No one ever saw him again. Pretty good. You could tell from that kid. It was like, you're a little too tall. The brothers invented the mini mall. All that stuff's great. All that stuff's great. How do you invent the mini mall? I don't know. I I really, you're right. They invented parking lots. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But uh, it'll definitely be better than the second and the third one. Those were awful. 
Uh, moving on, got a little game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cats, the Broadway play, mm-hmm. uh, which I think it used to be big. I don't know if people really know Cats anymore. You know what was big? What? Costumes. Costumes. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever seen that Office episode where Andy comes dressed as a cat, mm-hmm. he's one of the cats from the Broadway play, Cats. Mm-hmm. And I always found this play hilarious because it's humans playing cats, and they really try to make them look like cats. Yeah. And they look ridiculous. Yeah. They have like these fur hat like helmets. They, they have tails. They, they look like if David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust like fucked a cat. Yeah, and and they're singing about cat stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and they're Memories. doing cat stuff. Yeah, I've never seen. I don't know what's really. About, but they're making a movie out of it. Yeah, they're making a movie out of it. Yeah. So here's the thing: they're always making movies into Broadway plays. Now, Cats is saying, "Hey, you've been on our turf. Yeah, we're gonna fight back. I'm gonna fight back. These these you know, we can do this too. We're stepping on your fucking ground. Uh-huh. It's like the Vietnamese Viet Cong." Uh huh you know went to uh new york city and just started killing all our communists yeah we're watching a uh, yeah. we're watching a Viet- vietnam war doc ken burns one gnarly it's very fuck. good very gnarly that's very why there's been doc. a lot of 60s references too yeah um yeah so this is the game i am going to read to you i'm gonna list a movie you have to tell me if it is was ever made into a broadway play okay musical broadway musical i'll, I'll keep it at that um musical musical um, musical. A musical. Uh, Legally Blonde. I believe so. Yes. Nice. One for one. How do you turn that into a play? I just I remember seeing the poster, but odd. I don't know. Um. Okay. Uh, The Godfather. I'm gonna say yes. No. No. That would be. They should. Vito. I guess you're right. My father. Musical's tough. I don't know about musicals. The talking parts of it. Yeah. What you did was wrong. <laughs> and we're never going to let you kill the Godfather. Just yeah. hear me out. Just just hear, hear him out. out. <laughs> um, Predator. No. No way. No. Thank God. Um, or not thank God. That would be dope. That would be so cool. <laughs> That'd be great. Pushing too many pencils. Uh, Rocky. No. Yes. They made a Rocky. You're two for four. No. Yep. They made a Rocky musical. Really? Adrian. Uh, yeah. I can't believe we didn't hear about that. Um, Shrek. Yes, I knew that one. Okay. Because I've seen the uh, the, the how they do the Little King. How they do uh, Lord Farquaad's hilarious. Yes. They somehow make a costume where he looks like he's got like these tiny legs. Don't. But it's a normal person. Don't watch it on Netflix. No. It, you can't so, watch plays on on tape. on video. You can't. It, it you doesn't can't. work. No. It just it, you, you need, need to, the environment. Yeah, you need to be there. Um, so you're three for five. School of Rock. No. Three for six. They made a School of Rock. That's too easy. That's that should have been easy. Yeah, that that should be a good one. Uh, mean Girls. Yes, I knew they are. I knew they're. Are they? Have they done it? I think they're. Yeah, they did it. it. They did it. Four for seven. Um, Wedding Singer. No. Four for eight. They made a wedding singer? They, what? They made a wedding singer. Billy Madison. That's such an underrated movie. No, not Billy Madison. You're five for nine, so you, you got that right. Nice. Um, And let's do it out of 11. So you're five for nine. You need to get one more. <laughs> to, to clinch? To, to, to clinch this Come victory. Come baby. Anchorman. No. Six for ten. Yeah, baby. Just one more. Elf. I'm gonna say yeah, but seven for eleven. How you hey. doing? Yeah, I just, I just assumed there was a couple of no's in a row, but yeah. wow, wow, I tried to trick you. That's crazy. Yeah, they're making every movie into a play. Yeah, but now there's an Aladdin plays, play. Now. Plays are coming into movies. Before we know it, they're gonna be making like Lion King into a movie. You remember when they made Jersey Boys though, and then apparently it was terrible and had Christopher Walken. Well, because fucking uh, Clint Eastwood directed it, and it's like, all right, we like the one take thing is cool when it's like. Westerns, <laughs> but when it's like a musical, guess what? We might need a couple more shots couple at the takes. dance numbers. Yeah, we need a couple takes. The dance numbers take a, a few times. Yeah, God, what a what a great musical, what a great play. Yeah, go see it if you haven't. Jersey Boys. Uh, moving on, the last quick take we got new segment. You busted. Oh, hit the sirens. Hear the sirens. There we go. Uh, us, every time a star gets arrested, we're gonna have this little segment. You busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Einhorn, mm-hmm. aka Sean Young. So the actress who played Einhorn in Ace Ventura, Finkel's mm-hmm. Einhorn, Einhorn's Finkel. She also was in the original Blade Runner, mm-hmm. and she was in Stripes. Mm-hmm. She's one of the love interests. Uh, you definitely recognize her. She was arrested in New York. She was questioned and then arrested for burglary. 
So she, I love this story. What? She was uh, in a movie. Maybe it was a show. They didn't really say, but it was in a movie or show about a month ago, and she got fired. So they were like, you're done, Sean Young. Get out of here. And she's like, okay, okay. Comes back a month later with her car, and she's on tape stealing all this shit from the production. So like if you like we kind of work on productions yeah we, we do but like not big stuff but it's like you have a lot of stuff yeah you have a lot of people shit like you know, your big stuff expensive. and props and all stuff and gear and super expensive and she just loaded a ton of gear and laptops and shit into her truck all on camera and booked it sorry this isn't blade runner Damn. sean young you're not einhorn you are not the chief of police of, in miami okay we got to follow rules here in new york so, she, you know uh, she has a history of this so that being that, of burglary of, of just like, yeah, crazy stuff. So she is a crazy, terrible alcoholic. And she was on like a rehab show with Dr. Drew in 2008. Um, Sounds good. She also was arrested and it was a citizen's arrest, which I love that. God, would you ever make a citizen's arrest? But listen, listen to why she was citizen's arrested. And why it's so interesting that it was a citizen's arrest. It was because she snuck into the 84th Academy Awards in 2012, which means maybe an actor was like, you're not supposed to be here. That is so lame. I can't think of anything lamer as an actor. Yeah. You're going to the thing you weren't invited. Dude, that would be like literally the low life of my entire life. That's rock bottom. Oh, real quick. So Jack Ryan, we're seeing posters everywhere. Amazon is making a series about him. He's been played by, he's like basically the American James Bond. He's been played by Alec Baldwin um chris pine ben affleck harrison ford now he's being played by jim halpert aka john krasinski in this new amazon prime show that actually looks dope as fuck it does he's a lot lankier than that crew you just named but he's supposed to be okay so i'm supposed to be a string bean let me read to you if you'll let me i would yeah you're allowed a a quick (laughs) summary of his biography because it's this is a a james bond type character but it's all in, mostly in books that are then turned into movies. But there's like a whole string of these Tom Clancy written books. Let me read to you a quick thing. Here. The son of a Baltimore police detective and a nurse, Jack Ryan is a former U.S. Marine who became a history teacher at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. Humble beginnings. That's pretty great. Ryan later joins the CIA as an analyst and occasional field officer, eventually leaving it as deputy director. <laughs> He climbed. He climbed the ladder. He later served as national security advisor and vice president. Wow. Before suddenly becoming president of the United (laughs) States following a terrorist attack on the United States Capitol. This guy's done it all. Yeah. Ryan went on to serve two non-consecutive terms and mostly dealt with international crises in Europe, the Middle East, and Asia, of which he dealt with them himself. As president. As president. I hope this is all in season one of the Jim Halper series. I really hope so. Series. I hope it just flies. But this is what happens. It's like, I love it because it's like, there's all these, it's like comic books where it's like, there's like 28 universes of Spider-Man and stuff. Mm-hmm. But imagine if they were all written by like one author That'd or be one string mm-hmm. where it's like time does, isn't really a factor. So it's like, as soon as he was done being the president, here's another insane adventure. <laughs> so he goes from being a history teacher, a Marine to a history teacher to the head of the, the to work for the CIA, the head of the CIA, the head of the NSA, vice president, <laughs> president, then not president to be another CIA guy. Back to president, <laughs> and then he's just kicking ass overseas. How much higher can he go? I think he, next he's an astronaut. He's, he's like, it's like Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's, he's, it's literally Forrest. He won Gump. the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> he went to Nam. He got the Medal of Honor. I want to just one day just read all of these Jack Ryan books, just become an expert. I'm on very it. into the character and all the actors you named, especially right? Chris Pine, especially yeah. my boy Chris Pine. Well, your boy Ben Affleck's also in it. Is he's Benny? Yeah. Had he played what's his name? I don't know when, but he did. Wow. Also. Another one of your boys, Harrison Ford. Oh, Harry Ford, my yeah. boy. Yeah, my that is your boy. boy. That is your straight boy. <laughs> okay. I do love Harry Ford. I love Harry Ford. He's great. But uh, yeah, that's that is... So I'm goodbye. Uh, have fun uh, watching the Meg, baby. Goodbye, Jack. Hello, Neuheisel. How are we doing? Nick? Hey, hey, feeling good. Pretty, uh, pretty fun. The, Swap. The seat is still warm. I am happy. I'm yeah. feeling great. We, uh, we just saw the Meg. We just got back from the theater, and we are ready to sink our teeth into it. How good was that, by the way? It Holy was gnarly. So let, let's hop right into it. Uh, we're not going to spoil too much because it's one of those where we think you should go see it for sure. Exceed meat 
not meet your expectations? Uh, absolutely blew my expectations out of the water. Okay. For some reason, I got cold feet going into the theater By on the this way, one. We're going to do a lot of in- unintentional puns here. Oh. I said sink our teeth in. You just uh, said blew me out of the water. I've got four written down. I plan <laughs> to you? sprinkle them in throughout this entire fucking thing. That pleases me. So we didn't get to see Mission Impossible together. That no. kind of broke my heart. The mm-hmm. fact I didn't get to see it with you guys. I guess that we could still do that, but not in primetime weekend. It would have meant a lot to you. Yeah, exactly. Well, it would have. Uh, I'm still looking for a good way to classify the genre exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, until you can come up with a better one, I'm going with action porn. Action porn. This I is, like it a lot. This falls under an action porn category. The bigger, the better. Which is like the Fast and Furious yeah. are in there. Uh, we saw freaking Skyscraper. That's in there. Big, loud, badass movies. Like, fucking put the acting and plot line on the shelf, because who gives a shit yep. anyway? Let's just... Put put on the gas for two hours. Don't worry about the holes. <laughs> Don't try to plug them. Yeah, let them go. Let them go. Won't just sink. Let, let them just bruise right over yep. you and keep going. So so I agree. Stay with Statham. I agree. So I it definitely blew my expectations out of the water. Again, I'm way to go. <laughs> but I will say this because I, I am going to be I'm going to be you know dissing it a little bit by mainly compliments. But it is not what the trailer says it is. No, no, no. Well, I don't think at all. So the trailer is in my mind giant shark is on the loose killing beachgoers, killing like fishermen stuff, and we got to stop it. That is not the movie. What is the Ryan Gosling uh, Through the Pines movie, Place Beyond the Pines? Is that it? Yes. They kind of gave us the reverse You're Place right. Beyond the Pines. I where agree. they In the trailer, they give you all the last 20 minutes of the movie. Re- Place Beyond the Pines, they give you all of the movie in the first, first 20, 20 minutes. Is the first 20 minutes of the so movie. So when you yeah. see Place Beyond the Pines, 20 minutes in, Ryan Gosling dies, and you're like, what the fuck did I just <laughs> come to? He's he's all cool. He's a biker, and he's dead? What? That was the entire trailer. So you're right. That's so why the, I came. The trailer is really the last 20 minutes. Uh, my next question was, uh, and before I wrote this down before we were going to the movie, is the movie more than just there's a big shark? The answer is no. The, yeah, the answer is very much but, no. The shark is fucking huge, and it is worth the twenty two fifty that we did pay. We to paid see all twenty two fifty, and we bought those tickets online, which we got to stop doing. Go see it in IMAX, though. It is an experience. That's oh what this God. movie is. It was the wall of sound coming at you. It is incredible. When there's there's two hundred separate pop out moments in yep, this movie, at least, and where they just absolutely blast you with sound, and the entire theater jumps. It is an absolute social experience going I, to see this. I'm thing. gonna say this clearly. We love it. Clearly. It was a fun time. Yes. I very much enjoyed it. Yes. It is a bad movie. Oh, we okay. We were laughing out loud yeah. at how bad it was in, throughout the movie. In the world of movie, like, okay, if you paid to see this movie, mm-hmm. you accepted that the last couple Statham, or Jason Statham movies, we're talking Transporter Trilogy, <laughs> we're talking Crash, yes, or, or Crank. Crank. I was about to say, <laughs> That's Crash is was. that movie with all the plot lines. We're talking Death Race. So I think the people that bought this ticket got what they paid for i agree and uh, more I, I think so i too. think we got all 2250 of that shit so th- for the first about hour we're not going to spoil stuff because I, I do think you should go see it but we're going to talk just a little bit about what it is just ex- know what you're expecting for the first hour is not like i said it's not shark v beachgoers for the first about hour it's like a rescue mission it's very much a rescue mission so a lot of the movie i'd say 90 percent you're with this team of like 12 people Maybe like eight people. Yeah. That's the movie. Don't be discouraged by this opening hour because we no. were. We were the whole time just like, fuck, come on. Yeah. Let's was, get going. But it was totally worth the wait because then all of a sudden it's bigger than that. It's like like we said, it's basically the last 30 minutes is what the trailer is. But the first hour and a half is still it's good. It's still awesome. It's still a lot. And they so build it. Good movies, like really good movies. The, the way you know it's a great movie is if you're not even really thinking about anyone acting. It's such a fluid conversation. Everyone seems so real. It's just you're watching things happening. Every single scene in this movie, you are very aware. This is Jason <laughs> Statham reading lines to Ruby Rose. Well, they're not great lines. lines. They didn't give them great lines. No, him. they did not. But like that, that is what I think. That's why it was bad to me. Like in that sense. Yeah. In that there were a lot of bada bing, bada booms, and no, like dead air. Oh, Literally the comedic no relief laughing. wasn't quite there. But. It, because it wasn't there, it was there. It was there in spades. We were we were pretty <laughs> laughing out loud at parts that you were not supposed to be laughing out loud, but that made the movie. Like it was, I think they kind of knew that. I think that they weren't really trying to make a great movie. Yeah. I think that was the right call. I think totally because the, the first hour would suggest they're gonna get off the rails and try to make it something it isn't. Yes. 
and then it pivots back to what you, you expected it to be, and it's fantastic. They took a lot from Jaws. There are a lot of scenes that are super similar. There are a lot of references, but they didn't try to make Jaws. Yes. So even though – I mean, so it's basically – it's like a mission, like a rescue mission kind of thing. Um, and the, I will say that the way they explain the sharks, like why, where they were and where they are now and why they're a threat now, I dug. Yes. It was all enough, makes sense. It was enough science that I can't question it. Yeah. That's all I want. It was good. Make me good. You might want a question, but I don't know enough about don't know. fucking Mariana's Trench to I, tell you it's different. I didn't take the classes, or at least I didn't pay <laughs> attention to them when I did. But so you got, it's like basically a rescue mission, and then it's boat versus shark. Yes. For a while. We got team on the boat versus the shark. It's still, it's fantastic. It's, but like I said, it's not what like they said in the trailer. But it's fantastic still because it's like these eight guys or whatever the team on the boat. Yes. The amount of times they fall in, the amount of times each character either you get bumped, the boat gets bumped and they fall in, or they slip and they fall, or this thing goes or that thing goes. It is incredible, and every single one you laugh, and then you're waiting in suspense for them to get eaten, and they might or they might not. It was perfect. Yet another reason, by the way, I just kept asking for this movie to do things, and it just kept doing it. That's it exactly was like what all it was. these people just kept standing on the end of the boat, and yep. I was like, well, why would you stand on the end of the yep. boat? Boom, they're in the water. It's like, yeah, it's good. Anytime I wanted to <laughs> escalate, it did escalate. Yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. Um, the team that they have is hilarious it's a ragtag squad it is, it is for a, a cliche a billion dollar operation ragtag crew <laughs> the owner is rain wilson who's dwight Schrute. he nails it he plays like the super millennial he doesn't know what's going on but he's paying for it so <laughs> it is so funny i thought he was pretty good actually he's great i thought yeah, he was really I thought good he was <laughs> he's, he, i thought he was great you have Jason Statham, who is the most badass character in the history of movies. Yeah, just went by Jack from Lost. I guess that's a TV show. He is better than Jack from Lost. As we left the movie, we saw my brother saw it with us, and he said, who, if you're whatever, you need to be saved. Would you do The Rock from Skyscraper or Jason Statham? And we just saw Skyscraper, and we said, he is the greatest hero ever. I picked Statham. I pick Statham. I think Statham could get me out of that skyscraper. I don't think The Rock saves anybody out there. I think Statham would get me, and he, he would dive down, and somehow we would survive. And we'd be fine. Well, he, he's got perfect diving form. So we talked about this on a podcast <laughs> a while ago. There's some game or something we did where we talked about uh, actors used to be athletes. Yeah. I forget what it was. But Jason Statham was a uh, champion. He was an Olympic diver. He's a world-class diver. Right? World-class diver. So they show that off. He used to have hair, too, by the way. He did. As good. a diver, which is backwards. Yeah, Why That makes no sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> but he shows that off. He's definitely a water waterman, and he can really swim. He can really move, and they really show it off. So it looks super real. He was the right guy. He was the right guy. In this role. Um, while we're on Statham, there were two plots in this movie. Only two. Shark versus humankind and the team. Correct. And Jason Statham versus his love interest. <laughs> and they it's about 50-50. It's not 50-50 the movie, but the amount of times they go from – people are dying. This is really serious. <laughs> we're watching people get bitten, not even in half, swallowed whole. And it's it's a really big deal the, to flirting Jason Statham with this chick. It was so funny. They're just playing it fast and loose, and, and the, it's all romantic banter. They're, they're underwater. They, <laughs> we're underwater. Things are so serious. People are dying, and then all of a sudden, one of the buds is giving him a nudge like, ask her out. Come on. <laughs> talk to her. That balance was so fucking funny. Uh, Radon Rendell from uh, Blue Mountain State. He was great. Season two was in it. <laughs> he makes absolutely no sense that he's on this team. Makes no sense. That's kind of his role at some po- at a certain point. I guess his job technically is he is the rover driver, and the rover oh. spoiler alert goes down pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty early on, but he still hangs around. So he, but he, we still need him in the room, giving he, advice and offering suggestions. He had about a good twenty-five jokes that he swung for, and maybe one or two of them did he hit anything. He swung hard too. A lot of dead air <laughs> in the theater. Change of scene. This is very awkward. We look at each other like, what is going on? Uh, Ruby, it's, I think it's Ruby Rose is her name, right? Is the that the tattooed the cool chick? It's something like that. Everyone gives not. thumbs up. She's giving rock and roll signs. She's in John Wick 2. Let me look this up real quick. She's, she's the a, deaf chick in John Wick 2. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, Ruby Rose. I'm right. Um, she's so, so cool looking. She looks cool. Especially cool sleeves. She uh, She's pretty hilarious in this movie. Just she, Well, she's the sexy young millennial architect. Yes. Slash scientist slash and her and whatever St- we need. Her and Statham <laughs> give each other shit, but they respect each other when it comes down to it. And well, that was end, that at was, the end of the day. Hen. That was really the theme of the team, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely go see it. Hundred percent recommend. I would say definitely see it in IMAX or whatever the biggest, loudest thing you can see it in. Maybe yeah. not 3D because you, you like you almost won't be able to catch everything. 
If you're going to spend 16 on this, spend 22. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And uh, yeah, wow, what a theater experience. Anything else? It kicked ass. Uh, no, not really. It got everything I want. I think we nailed it. There's a, there's a twist or two in there too. Like yeah. It's 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 you don't always see what's coming next, which is which is good. You're definitely on the edge of your seat because the size of this thing, it's it's what they advertise. It's what they advertise. It's worth the price of admission. It had an evil, sheepish grin to it. It did. It was, like, demonic. It, it wanted did. pain. It was hunting for sport, not for food. It was really hunting food. for sport, yeah. 100%. It was hunting individual people most of the movie, <laughs> which is insane to think about the, for the size of this thing. But, uh, yeah, that was the Meg review. That was the Meg. Check it out. Two thumbs up. Five stars. 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got our draft. Uh, this week, kind of tough. We try to base it on the next week's movies, and next week is Mile 22, uh, which we'll talk about, but kind of random, nothing really there. Uh, so we thought, we talked about Tom Cruise a lot this podcast. He was the hero. He was the loser. Let's do a draft of Tom Cruise's. Bang, bang. He's got a lot of different characters. Well, here's the deal. He's the greatest action actor in the history of action movies. And it's kind of Recently undebatable. Recently went by The Rock. It is not debatable at all. You kind of can't debate it because it's for real. He's a real-life action hero. He's doing the stunts for real. It's fucking nuts. It's, it's pretty sweet. And so he, he's gained our respect. And uh, we thought, yeah, let's draft him. We got a handful of characters to choose from. He's been in like 100 movies. Yeah, some people are going to get left on the bench here. Oh, definitely. We got some good top dogs definitely. who are not going to make teams. Him, The Rock, Samuel L. There's only Denzel, maybe. There's only a handful of guys you can really draft nine that everyone knows. How are That's we going to try to do this where we fill Jack's team as well? We'll just go back and forth. Okay. We'll go four, four, and then we'll pick the last one together. Okay. Does that work? And we'll just space them out. Yeah, why not? Fucking nice. So, uh, lead us off, tough guy. Let's start with. Oh, so the theme, by the way, like the thing, is Tom Cruise characters. We said to save a damsel in distress. That was the most general way we could sum up all of his movies. We thought he is either in his movies, he's either a badass who's kicking your ass, or he's a ladies' man getting ass. Yes. What? How do you combine those two? And in both, really, he's doing the other one also. Yeah, so damsel in while distress. While he's getting ass, he's kicking it, yeah. and while he's kicking it, he's getting it. Exactly. You know? So yeah. I think this works out well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want first pick or you want me to go first? Uh, lead us off. You want me to go first? Yeah, I do. Me, 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 me. Um, I'm going to pick the ugliest guy of the crew. Uh, the crew. Uh, Les Grossman, Tropic Thunder. I'm, Way to go. I'm picking him, uh, ma- obviously, mainly because he's the best character. I think He might he be plays. one of the, yeah, he might be a top five character all but time. Two, like if, Cameo. Two, just this specific, this uh, what, what we got going on. The guy gets things done. <laughs> the guy's got about nine assistants and six phones. He, I mean, he just Find gets things done. I bet he, he speaks nine languages. So he, he just gets the job done. I'm going Les Grossman, Tropic Thunder. Uh, I just brought up Mission Impossible. Uh, You have not seen the helicopter scene in this movie yet, but when you do, you'll understand why. With the number two pick, I'm taking Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt. Good pick. fucking madness. uh, Young Ethan Hunt, old Ethan Hunt? Does he just get better or does he get... By the way, there's no such thing as old Ethan Hunt. Oh, no? Ethan Hunt does not age. He's the same age? It's it's remarkable. (laughs) Okay, my pick. We'll just go back and forth. Uh, Yeah, let's keep flying. Good, good, good. God, there's some good characters... I'm going to go my boy. Uh, this is too early, but I'm going Nathan Algren, but I don't know his name. <laughs> it's from The Last Samurai. He has a dope man bun. He sides with the samurai, and he kicks ass. And I think women respect loyalty. Sure. And that's what he showed. <laughs> he also knows how to swing a sword. That's, that's part of being a samurai. So, I, so I've been told. I don't know. <laughs> so if there's like any type of guardian, if it's kind of a Shrek situation, there's maybe a dragon outside the damsel. Okay. <laughs> so, quick slice to the neck. See you later, dragon. So. If we're in some kind of <laughs> medieval scenario. I mean, we're just talking hypotheticals, yeah. right? <laughs> of right course. Now, hey, now. it's all hypothetical. So, yeah, it's the game. It's uh, all, you know, spaghetti and mushrooms. <laughs> uh, well, shoot. You didn't leave me a lot of options here, I suppose. Oh, wait. <laughs> Let's take from the movie Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> the man's so cool. The movie is named after him. Show me the money. I'll show you. I'll show you money. How's yeah, that? I think he's another. He's a. He gets things done kind of guy. Uh, yeah. He's a guy. You tell him to be in Chicago at eight a.m. He says, "I'm in Hong Kong," and eight a.m.s in four hours, and he's somehow gets there. He gets it done. I want to say he doesn't. You know forget the girl no exactly very much well being a ladies man is a lot a big part of saving damsel in distress exactly you know exactly you don't see a lot of uh ugly folk saving damsels it just doesn't happen a lot i wish it did you know maybe they would make good movies move us on pick four my pick i am going i gotta go maverick top gun or pick five. Oh yeah five but i'm going maverick top pete gun. mitchell huh one he uh pete mitchell's his name that's hilarious 
one he uh flies fighter planes sure so, you know that will come in handy and yeah. two so the guy far on your squad the guy's yeah. so sexy that his instructor chases him down to, to to bang him he doesn't even multiple times throughout the movie he flirts she chases she literally chases him down the street and her car's flying he has to pull over she flocks she's gonna cause an accident and then they make sweet sweet love <laughs> we see their shadows do it uh your pick chief uh princeton could use a guy like joel i'm going joel goodson from risky business risky business those legs do not lie they henry not. another ladies man too yeah you uh, got again yeah also maybe like 17 maybe if it's a young girl it wouldn't be appropriate for ethan hunt to save a 16 year old girl this guy i see it i think it's a good pick by the way american made i'm not so sure i think tom cruise can still pull Teenage, you know, that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> American made. I didn't tell about that movie in a while. Um, I am going to pick one of my favorite characters in any movie ever. I am not a big fan of the movie Magnolia. It's one of those movies that everyone says they love. I don't really believe that they love it. I think no, it's kind of yeah. depressing. I think it's mostly depressing. I like all the William H. Macy scenes. I hate the William H. Macy scenes. <laughs> Obviously. He yeah. Braces William H. Macy. He's doing all depressed. It sucks. <laughs> but um, I am going to go with Frank T.J. Mackey from Magnolia. He looks exactly like his character at Last Samurai because he has a man bun. I don't think he's a beard. He's clean-shaven. But he's the one he runs his job. Is he's a, like a sex enthusiast guy. Yes. So it's like the art to oh, fuck. Oh, that's right. That's totally. what we do. <laughs> we are men and we fuck. It's so funny. And there's like a crowd of guys like, yeah! <laughs> Just a hilarious character. And I think he's the kind of guy, you don't get to that place without, you know, you don't make an outlet without cracking a few X. That's, I, I came up with that one time. There so. you go. Uh, your pick. Your last pick. That was my last pick. Uh, God. Let's go him in the lovely white formal wear from A Few Good Men. That's right, Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's a good pick. Again, you know, law school. Everyone should go to law school. That's well, what I've learned. He, a military man, so formal, yeah. formally trained. Uh, no sway around the law, so if this is sort of an international – you know diplomacy issue maybe maybe we can get him in hot water with you know some legal precedent the what have yous yeah cross some eyes he's also a terrific ball player in that movie if i recall correctly he's both coaching and just constantly wielding a baseball bat softball by the way softball not baseball which but uh, you know i don't don't have a good reason behind that but it's something (laughs) it's fun it's a a fun character trait uh (laughs) the last one uh, I, th- I think we go with the obvious choice, and that's Colonel Klaus von Stauffenberg. You, c- you can't forget right? about Colonel <laughs> Klaus von Stauffenberg. Uh, who, of course, is Tom Cruise's eyepatch-wearing character from Valkyrie. The American-German uh, soldier. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, a lot of the Nazis did not have German accents at all. They spoke very similar to you and I. Well, it's what happens when you get locked into a struggle. You're, you know, you're reading to American chatter. Exactly. And, and you know, the accent exactly. wears off on you. So it made sense. I appreciate Tom playing the role truly. Colonel Colonel Klaus von Stauffenberg, good for you. You made the list. That is our, our ass on Tom and Valkyrie. Jeez, Louise. yeah, the, the fake butt. That's pretty hilarious. I don't thing. buy fake. Or or nine guys. I really like the crew. That that's that's pretty good. That was a good draft. That was a great draft. Fun stuff, Tommy. That those nine guys would save a damsel in distress. Huh? They would. They would. As a team, <laughs> it would take all nine. No, it would only take my three. But. We move on. Last part of the pod. Yeah, I guess you're right. Last part of the pod. Uh, coming out next week, we got Mile 22. It's uh, starring Mark Wahlberg and uh, Ronda Rousey. Actually. And Ronda Rousey. Because uh, yeah. she's so great uh, at acting. Her ceiling so far has yeah. been playing herself in Entourage. So <laughs> I'm fired up. And she and her and Turtle, they really, they really nailed it. Um, but so here's the plot of Mile 22. CIA operative James Silva leads a small but lethal paramilitary team on an urgent and dangerous mission. They must transport a foreign intelligence asset. I love it when we call people assets. It's a guy, <laughs> by the way. From an American embassy in Human Southeast Asia. Yeah, from an American embassy in Southeast Asia to an airfield for extraction. Great another word. Extraction. Not Pick him up and fly him somewhere else. Extraction, Mm-mm. baby. Extraction. Um, and they are have to get him there. The, the distance is 22 miles. Uh, Silva and the soldiers soon find themselves in a race against time as the city's military police and street gangs close in to reclaim the asset, which, again, is a person. Um, I think that's a pretty hilarious description. I do think the movie actually looks pretty sweet. It's got an absolute chance, sure. Uh, I think it has a chance because I like the, we got to get here. We are here, we have to get there, we have these obstacles. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the too many moving pieces stuff. I do I do like that. 
You know what I mean? It's just the shell of it, at least. I hope that's the whole movie. Yeah, because like, I'm going to say, I think there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. I like, oh, no, yeah, I guess. But I think it's going to be Mark Wahlberg in a car with this dude, and it's going to be like, we got to get there, and it's going to take, you know, it's going to be like the chase scene in Batman, but for an entire movie. Uh, some sweet fight sequences yeah. in this thing. I tell you what, the fight choreography in movies it's con- is it's, off it's the great. charts. Does Do people, if we had to go find in the world right now, our best fighter yeah at, like of amongst humans is it a ufc guy or is it like mark Wahlberg from mile 22 like is, is there a guy out there like mark i don't Marky know mark? we end up circling back to this conversation actually a lot on this podcast and i think it's because it's a great and really interesting conversation and i've never been given a satisfying answer no if i well <laughs> new you'll my favorite line from the trailer the only line i wrote down is mark Wahlberg saying according to the government we do not exist so i think exactly. this goes to our point we don't even know who these people are out here who are such lethal killers. They can kill you just from, you know, like a like a finger to the nose. Yeah. Like that's the move where it's like, you know stuff okay. that it's we're the not John allowed Lake to know. Pencil play. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. If you will. So I hope those people exist because I think I, I feel a lot better. I kind of like to, <laughs> I like to believe they do. We've got a secret line They're on the outside. Um, there's a great little scene in the trailer uh, where Mark Wahlberg's walking down the street and then through a computer, they edit him out so he's invisible on the camera mm-hmm. i don't know if that's possible not since uh eagle eye have we seen that technology if that with Shia LaBeouf. if that's possible that then that changes a lot of things i feel like then that's you know you can really <laughs> disappear because we can make you literally disappear <laughs> so that, that that would be interesting uh ronda rousey people give she's good in wwe apparently i think she is is not great at acting nah. you know who i really like who's just a better version of her but less famous in deadpool the first one okay the girl who's super strong she was a UFC fighter. Her name the is like toothpick Carmen. chick? She's always yes. got like the match or something yes. in her mouth? I, I think so. She's the one. She fights the metal dude. Okay. I love her. I think she's really. I think she's just the better Ronda Rousey. I think Ronda's too. It's too much about Ronda. I'm going to take us in the weeds here for a second. Who's the chick that beat Ronda Rousey in the fight? Holly uh, Holmes. Holly Holmes. Let's give that girl a shot. She, she seems lovely. She seems like a really she great se- girl. She seems so sweet in she interviews. Seems, yeah, she's, Ronda Rousey was kind of the badass. That you, I think that's why she's the actress. Though. I know. It's like Holly Holmes. You can't. You can't. She can't be. That'd be great if she was just like the protagonist of like a really nice girl who also she's a beast. Ass. She's a beast. Yeah. I love when they all of a sudden they're like they look totally like a, a normal girl, <laughs> and then it's like braided hair and the blood all over the face, and you're like ah. just gigantic mouth guard. Yeah. Uh, but mile twenty two, I we we'll probably see it actually. Now that I think about it, so we can talk about it. Yeah, but, uh, it's also it's Peter Berg it's the movie. This, yeah, Peter Berg's he's the guy. Director. He's sure. done a ton of Mark Wahlberg stuff. They're good buds. He's an entourage for an ep or two. I think it's just gonna be a good action movie. Thanks uh, so too. If the plot doesn't get too squirrely, fair game. Here we go, Marky Mark at it again. Um, and that is the pod. F and A. There we go. Yeah, that was good fun. one. Very good one. Thanks for welcoming me on the, on the back end there. Hopefully, uh, we'll get going, rocking and rolling here as we get into future weeks, get, be back at full force. You have the whole team together? I yeah. think we will. I think next week we definitely will. Um, so until then, we're going to actually turn it over to some great musicians and some even better friends. Um, the Kenny Rogers and Miss Dolly Parton. Woo! <laughs> met you there was peace unknown i set out to get you with a fine tooth comb i was soft inside there was something going on you do something to me that i can't explain hold me closer and i feel no pain every beat of my heart we got something going on Everything means nothing if you got 